Welcome to another NRL.com pre-season podcast. The Penrith Panthers in the headlights today. Chris Kennedy in the studio with Jamie Soward. Soward, your old club, the Panthers, been a bit up and down the last couple of years. What's going to happen in the uh, post-James Maloney era? Yeah, well, you're going to see a lot more responsibility placed on Nathan Cleary, uh, but now they, they get the chance. Jerome Luai has been a fantastic player. Uh, in the lower grades, he's been successful. He's had stints in and out of first grade just through pretty much uh, James Maloney playing Origin or being injured, and he's had to step up. And every time I think he stepped up, he's you could see the maturity taking place. Uh, and I, I saw that again at the nines uh, for uh, for what you can take out of it. It's going to be an important combination because they're going to have to find a balance. These two kids played together as juniors. They have to find a balance of you know if Jerome Luai is cooking. Cleary needs to be able to pull back a little mm. bit, kick, chase, tackle, and you have those times as half partnerships. You know, when Ben Hornby's cooking, I'm just out of the way. I just let me mm. just kick and, and do that kind of stuff, and, and vice versa. How does Jerome get himself into the game if Nathan Cleary's having one of those games like he did against the Knights in the year last mm. year, where he's he's on, he's supporting, and stuff like that? So that combination will take time. Um, the thing that worries me, there's plus and positive because Appy Corusau is a huge plus to that young Haas combination. I think he'll take some pressure off Nathan Cleary. I think he'll be a vital piece for their chances going forward. But uh, they don't have a ball playing fullback and they picked up an injury to Dylan Edwards, their first choice. I think that could be a real issue for the Panthers. So, I mean, they've got a few guys on the roster. Everyone's sort of talking about Caleb Aikens being the, the logical replacement. Do you see that? being the case, or do they have options there? Well, see, Dylan Edwards and Caleb Aikens are the same player. They're mm. both fit as, they carry the ball back hard, they support the ball, but when it goes out the back to a three-on-two or to take a short side, probably not as confident as a, a Moylan, you know, Tedesco, you know, those the, those the elite guys, Ponga, uh, and, and, so, and so on. But, um, look, Matt Burton last year, there were some whispers, you know, they're maybe even thinking about trying this kid at fullback. Uh, really? Just off the basis that he can ball play, uh, he's tough. He may not have the engine for it, but you can get around that. You know, you're gonna you're gonna have some time there to be able to blood him and get him in there until Edwards comes back. But I mean, I, I don't mind that idea. I think Matt Burton's mm. was outstanding last year. Uh, he still needs to develop his game. Obviously, he's still young, but he's gonna put some pressure on uh, on Jerome Luai if if they have a slow start to the season. And they've got Tyrone May as well. I think round five onwards, he's eligible to to come back in. Do you see him more of in a, a utility kind of role because he can play in the halves as well? Yeah, he can. I think he'll come on and play that hooker. Uh, give Coruscant, who's an eighty minute player anyway, but. Uh, the thing with Appy is he's had a few injuries the last couple of years. Mm. Um, so as crafty as it is and as small as he is, he does take a lot of battering and gets through a lot of work. So um, I think Tyrone may come off the bench and play a little bit of nine, a little bit of 13. Uh, but it'd be interesting because they used that model last year with Katoa uh, and Co. Mm. And they never really settled on a nine. Now they've settled on a nine, seven and six. You know, the pieces around that will start to fall mm. into place. Uh, for me, I mean, with due respect to, to Sione Katoa, to Wade Egan, to Mitch Kenny, Hooker, since Peter Wallace retired, has been a real sort of issue for for Penrith to try 100%. and fix. Um, Appy coming in, like he's a, you know, he's a, he's a top draw in a hooker, he's a test hooker um, for Fiji. Does that make a big difference to their, their structures this year? Yeah, 100%. Uh, he, you, you're exactly right, CK. They had problems at nine. They never really settled on it. Um, you know, the, Peter Wallace was moved there through necessity mm. you know, because we didn't have a nine. Yeah. Uh, and then Appy moved on, obviously. So 
Um, look, I think that his stability in and around dummy half, his craftiness, his way that he can get guys the ball, he can control the forwards now and allow Nathan not to have to come up with every play. And sometimes you need that as a halfback. You need someone in at nine who can take the pressure off, and that's what Peter Wallace was good at. He'd just roll the forwards down, and then all of a sudden, when you wanted the ball, you'd get it, and you'd be able to come up with the play. Uh, a few question marks for me, CK, is what do they do with the other outside backs? Because mm. Brian all last year was outstanding. You think he'll be on one wing. Uh, Mansour, I think he's he needs to get back to his best pretty quickly because... Mm. Yeah, Ivan Cleary's got some options there now. He didn't have options yeah. uh, in the past, but Cleary, uh, sorry, Toto and Mansour will start. But you've got Malakai, Watini's Lesniak. You've got Stephen Crichton in the in the wings. You've got Caleb Aikens when they come back. Um, Naden's there now. You think he'll be the other centre, or will it be um, Naden and, and where? Dean Fardy's still yeah. in the. Um in the in the frame, definitely. I mean, Dean Fardy was one of the top centres in the comp probably four or five years ago. He's had well, he a loves his defence. He yeah. loves his defence. Defensively, he's very good. But Crichton and Naden last year showed glimpses that, you know, with the new kicking rule, they don't have tall wingers. Yeah. And it's going to yeah, be true. hard. This is get, The kicking rule, for 30 seconds off, off the Panthers, the yeah. kicking rule is going to change the way we view who plays wing and who plays centre. Because you're going to have to have a tall option to be able to kick to. You can't tackle them in the air anymore. You mm. can't let them, you know, catch it and come come down with it. So mm. they're going to have to be contests uh, at the ball. And you know, Mansour and Tall, they're not tall. If they come up against Fusatua uh, and Mamalo, that's going to be a problem. And if you know the teams that have a, a Dan Tupou or a Blake Ferguson, the new rule could be worth a try or two per game against a team like Penrith with a Mansour and a Toto yeah. on the flanks. Uh, yeah, you look at their forwards now. I mean, this is an outstanding forward pack. They just haven't been able to get all right all together at the same yeah. time, you know, playing their best game at the same time. Huge pickup, Zane Tedavano. Their mm. experience come from a successful club. Um, you know, Tamau, he, he needs to have a big start to the year, I think. He's been quietly one of those captains that gets through his work. And if you looked at his stats, you'd go, oh, really? He had, you know, 150, 160 metres, mm. 30 tackles. But, you know, from the James Tarmow that we knew at the North Queensland Cowboys mm. where he had that impact where you knew he was on the field, uh, he'll have to have a good start to the year. You think he'll start with Zane Tedovano, Leota, I mean, Billy Burns. They've got forwards, Capewell, James Fisher-Harris. They're not short on forwards and guys... Mm. Um, they can get the job done, but they just haven't been able to play their best. If you, like you say, if you get them all together, we saw Fisher-Harris move to prop and was pretty much an 80-minute prop for a lot of last season, just putting out absurd numbers. And then big Billy Kickow on the left edge, if he winds up and, and mm. plays his best footy and, and combines with um, the halves well, that's that's a huge threat. Yeah, the, the problem with the Panthers last year is it was give the ball to Kickow and try and let him run over eight people. And you mm. can't do that. They need to look at... The where they get him the ball, how and why. You know, are we getting him the ball just because he's out there and we want him to have a carry, or are we getting it because we know we've got a spot player here who we, who we can target? You know, let's mix him up with a cross play. Let's hit, let let him ball play a little bit. You know, he's got talent to be able to throw the pass. He's got talent to be able to offload and all that kind of stuff. So last year their attack was really, really uh, average inside that twenty, and mm. we watched games where. They just kept going to the same play and it was really boring and frustrating uh, to everyone watching it because everyone wants to get to kick out and everyone wants the ball to go to kick out because he's so good. But players and defences are so good as well. So you've got to take that into calculations. Um, Isaiah Yo is going to be an interesting one this year. If you mm. want to start with Fisher-Harris up front, 
Uh, Yo, he's had a couple of injuries the last couple of years, a couple of serious head knocks as well. So mm. um, I think I had him in and around that bench spot 13 coming on and limiting his minutes a little bit. Um, but, you know, being able to still come on and play. They've got great depth now. Spencer Lanu uh, has been able to kick on a little bit. So they're going to have depth this year, the Panthers. But again, last year it was two guys played great, four guys didn't. Mm. Yeah, and that was the problem. They've got a few question marks around that pack. Isaiah is one of them. And Kurt Capewell, I'm not quite sure. I like him on the bench just because he covers a few spots and he, he can bring that impact. It was an interesting buy, wasn't it? Mm. And to hear uh, Ivan Cleary speak about how he wanted him for a long time, uh, considering you had a couple of the best back rowers in the game, mm. you know, young back rowers coming through, it'd be interesting to see where he plays him. I like him off the bench as well. But mm. you know, if you buy a guy, you're not buying a guy to play him on the bench. You don't mm. buy bench you know, specials, you you get him out there to start. So maybe he starts uh, on an edge, Fisher-Harris in at, at lock or, th- or, or eight uh, with Tamiya, and then maybe Tedavano comes off the mm. bench. You'll have to wait and see. You talked about their attack struggling in the 20. How much of that comes back to the coach? Because it's, you know, it's his second coming at the club. He's got his, you know, his son is the, the main ball player in the team. Um, you know, the coach has a big say over, over how the team plays, obviously. Yeah, definitely. And that's why they got Trent Barrett back. They, they got mm. an attacking mind back to help Ivan um, unlock some of that talent and some of those plays that they didn't get on last year. And they were they were dismal inside that 20. Like mm. The game up in Bathurst against Melbourne, yeah. Um, yeah, it was just really, really hard to watch. They had a couple of those games. I think they had one down in Canberra as well. So um, he'll come in and unlock some of that attack, hopefully. But, yeah, they, they, need, to, they need to start well, the, the Panthers, because, again... Year after year, I feel like I've said it the last three years since I've been retired, four years now this year, mm. this young talent that we keep hearing about, it's time to deliver. Yeah. It, it really is time to deliver. And last year, um, through whatever happened, you know, now this is their chance. This is their best-looking roster, probably one to 30 that we've seen in, in a farewell. Mm. So prediction time. Where are the Panthers going to end up? Yeah, look, I think they will make the eight. Um, it's yeah, it's going to be hard for them not to make the eight. Last year, they, they finished 10th. They underachieved massively. One of the big underachievers. I had them in the top four last year. This year, they finished fifth. Fifth place for the Penrith Panthers. Thanks for joining us on another NRL.com preseason preview podcast.